Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Holy cow! Please shut up! Please shut up! Gangsters, what's up, guys? I would be honored if you played football for this team. Me play football? Fans do it and adore the damn bulldog, baby! Sorry, wait. The mom made me put on my jacket and then she made me do the dishes. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Just a bit outside. Oh, look at the sugar falling out of the sky. Look at the sugar falling out of the sky. I think you'll ever get out of here. One day, when I got a long white beard and two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, they let me out. The Second String Podcast and Now Radio Show on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. About 24 hours ago, the rumors started over on social media. TMZ was very quick to pick up on it. And let me just tell you, get your tissues ready. Get excited about the reunion that has been long in the making. Way overdue, by the way. It is good to be back on the Second String Podcast and now radio show with my (laughs) man, Walker. Walker, what is happening? How the heck are you? Mr. Cotter, welcome back. Um, I'm doing well. Yeah, TMZ's been very busy recently. Oh, man. Uh, with all the Taylor Swift rumors and, and now this, uh, they're working overtime. And I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. Thanks for inviting me to be on. Well, it's good. It's, it's literally our first time talking together in this extent, that is, until like June, man. But but catch us up. What have you been up to? I mean, I haven't exactly been telling the cheeseheads what I've been up to either. But let's start with you, Mr. Mountain Man. Living up in the dream, and where are you in like Eastern Maine or something like that? Where are you these days? I wish I was in Eastern Maine. No, I'm I'm talking to you from uh, the back porch here in beautiful Waynesville, North Carolina. Waynesville, that's a little specific. Waynesville, North Carolina. Yeah. If I were to go to Waynesville, North Carolina, and ask a Waynesville local, "Hey, man, where's where can I get a good cup of Joe around here? Where are you going to send me?" Well. As soon as I find out the answer to that question, <laughs> I'll shoot it your way. You know, Logan, you know me. I'm a, I'm a pretty loyal person. Yeah, like, when I find right. a brand I like, mm-hmm. I, I stick with it. And, and I'm a Starbucks guy. Um, but I'm always on the lookout for those good local hangouts. Oh. I'll tell you this. There is a place called the Buttered Biscuit right mm, down the street. You've got, you've got my attention, my man. The Buttered Biscuit <laughs> in Waynesville, North Carolina. <laughs> 
Yeah, now they serve a good plate of you biscuits see, and gravy. And if we give a nice the, cup of coffee, oh, you had me a gravy. If we gave the cheeseheads what they have been demanding, they have written their senators. They are all over this. They want us back, Walker. I think mm-hmm. we could make this the second string podcast brought to you by the biscuits and gravy at the Buttered Biscuit in Waynesville, <laughs> North Carolina, and they would see their profits skyrocket. I believe that they would probably even let us do the show. Uh, live at the buttered biscuit. Could you? Uh, could you? We, go ahead. Yeah. Could you imagine me, you, Garrett, Rambo, the birds, uh, just everybody getting together at the at the buttered biscuit? <laughs> it would be uh, like heaven for me, just a dream come true. Holy and cow. Uh, I'll say, Logan. I'm sorry if I talk over you, but uh, being on the phone, I can't see your beautiful face. So I miss, uh, I miss uh, your beautiful face too. Yeah, we don't have the. It's not the same when you're on the phone. But hey, we did this during the COVIDs. Remember that? We did for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had to be in different studios, but we never stopped the second string podcast from coming. Man, this is exciting. Like I said, I know we got a lot of tw- uh, tweets yesterday. I put that little clue up there on the Twitters. A lot of people picked up on the fact that we may have gotten the band back together. Uh, i got to ask you one thing before we dive into a little bit of a sports. We do love the Georgia Bulldogs around here, and they are the number one team in the land. Something oh, yeah. you told me before you left, or you told the Cheeseheads before you left, I believed you when you said that when you get up to the, your new place in North Carolina, you were going to take a month and just sleep. How many hours a day did you sleep in that first month where you did not have to get up at 3.30 to do your morning show on your Georgia country? Ooh, Logan, that first month was a beautiful, oh, beautiful thing. Like JT Daniels? Um, oh, that beautiful, beautiful man. man. Mm. Doing beautiful things at Rice he these is. days. But um, I tell you what, um, before my daughter started school, which was uh, around August 5th or something, uh, and my wife was kind of just getting settled into her new job, so she wasn't necessarily going to the office every day. Um, I was sleeping in, man, as much as I wanted. That it sounds amazing. It was, and now you know, since school started, I'm getting up in the mornings and and getting her off to school. So I'm getting up about six thirty, but mm. even that is way better than three thirty, my friend. I, I've seen your social media. You got that back porch looking over the mountains. Got Waynesville yeah. down in the in the valley, whatever you want to call it, man. You're not you're not living yeah. a bad life getting up at six thirty, are you? No, it's it's a nice thing to get up and see the sunrise over the mountains. And I'll tell you the coolest thing, or, or what you and I might think is the coolest thing about this house. Uh, maybe uh, our wives would disagree, but right down the mountain, I don't know how far down the mountain it is, mm-hmm. uh, but there is the local high school. Right. And so on Friday nights when they play a home game, uh, you can hear from my back yes. deck the PA announcer yes. calling the game the cheers from the crowd, uh, and you can do that like with a drink in your hand, uh, and it's just a really cool thing to be able to experience uh, a high school football game, but you don't actually go to a high school football In fact, game. I went over to the Waynesville High School. Is it Waynesville? What'd you say? Waynesville, right? Waynesville. Yeah. Is it Waynesville High School, or does it have a different name? Oh, uh, Tuscola is the local high school. And what's the mascot? Oh, Logan, are you ready for this? I, I, I hope so. They are the Mountaineers. That's what like I'm talking about. Uh, yes. App State Mountaineers. Yep. The Tuscola Mountaineers. Did I do that right? Yep, you got it. Well, I went down to Tuscola High School without you knowing, Walker, and I took a, a poll. I actually talked to the quarterback 
Uh, I asked him a bunch of questions, but he just kept saying this. I don't know, but I want to be a um, Georgia Bulldog um, football player. So he's a good man in my book. He is a good man, and I appreciate you having dreams, mm-hmm. young man, but I think that quarterback room is a little Ooh. full right now. Especially with Raiola uh, coming in next year, man. I know. I'm well, yeah, no, that sounds there. great. I, I live within earshot of uh, Appalachia High School in Barrow, so I hear the band like practice every once in a while. On a Friday night, I yeah. hear them. I don't get like the crowd and the PA and all that. That sounds absolutely awesome. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's good stuff. Really cool. Well, Walker, I, as I, uh, go ahead, I was going to say, well, uh, I know – why you called mm-hmm. me today so i'm just gonna go ahead and jump right into it yeah. i know that you are looking for a season preview for yes, your sir. atlanta hawks uh <sighs> to let you know what the upcoming season is going to look like for trey and Dejounte and the boys so All right, well, I'm, I'm ready with some notes if you're ready that is a sponsored segment by the way brought to you by waffle house but unfortunately they only bought a 15 second spot walker so here is your Hawks preview brought to you by Waffle House. Walker, take it away. 15 seconds. Go. No, Listen, uh, apologies to Waffle House. I love your uh, scattered, covered, and smothered hash browns. But um, no, nobody wants Big to hear Dominican about lunch. what people want to talk Whew. about. Yeah, well. It's the Georgia dang bulldog. You're darn right about one. that. Four mm-hmm. and zero, baby. Looking like looking like the three peat is inevitable. But first, I got some sad news. I hate to break this to the cheeseheads. Uh, this this comes with no joy in me letting you know that because of our very 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 impromptu fast reunion, Walker, Miss uh, mm-hmm. Crean was not able to join us today. What? She couldn't she, fly in. She just could not get a plane. She had something booked on Spirit Airlines, but they they canceled last second. Ooh. So she is not able to join us and we can still do the show we're gonna have fun today but walker we're, we're fine without kareen right well i will not be saying go gata but i i can throw in a uh coach irving myers do, do whatever you can because we're not gonna oh, wait hold on hold on one second hold on a second let's do a quick fact check the florida gates are again a championship team that have made history kareen is back you thought she wasn't going to make it, but you know she would never miss it. She wants to talk about beating the lousy balls. Let's just not bring up that darn Utah loss. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. No. She's Thank back, you, baby. Kareen has missed uh, us as we've missed each other. That beautiful voice, I, I missed it. Um, I hate to talk about this, though, in front of Kareen, uh, but I have a really sneaky suspicion that Kentucky might just beat Ooh. her Gators this weekend. That everything is just not all equal. It's going to be a tough one. And she's going to, she's not going to take it easy if the Wildcats go up there and, uh, and I uh, know if they host the Gators, that thing is it's in Lexington. But yeah, that she's not going to take that well, man. Uh, before we talk about the dogs, real quick, throw some shade. Have you ever in your life? I thought about the second string podcast when this was happening. It would have been such a weird episode to turn on the mics and actually take joy in a Florida Gator victory. Now the joy was really in the Tennessee loss, but what kind of emotions did we have that night? Because that was a weird one, man. That was very bizarre. Well, it was similar to last year when South Carolina dismantled Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that game was a little more special because it, it wasn't the hated, lousy, stinking Gators. Nasty. It was, it was Carolina. who yeah. we, we have some negative thoughts about South Carolina, but 
we don't I don't know if hatred really comes in when it comes to the Cox. So uh, seeing them run all over Tennessee, especially uh, as much as Tennessee fans had talked about how great that offense was last year, it was it was a big deal for us. I think you and I both said it was one of our favorite non-Georgia games of the season. Um, now, this one, uh, I, I, I couldn't get as excited about it because, as you said, I, I don't ever really want to see Florida win a football game. Um, Go but, <laughs> Thank you, Kareen. The Tennessee loss, and, and any Tennessee loss, really brings joy to my heart. So that was a happy day, and I got a, a text from you that night that uh, cannot be read on mm. the air. No, we were um, – well, I, I can get this ready a few to- few times. But, no, we were, uh, we were both a little bit into the, uh, the pints. We'll just call them that. We, we had a few pints, and we were watching the game, texting back and forth. That was, a, that was again, a bizarre feeling. I, I find a lot of joy when Tennessee loses these days. And twice now, back-to-back seasons, they've talked a big talk and have not been able to back it up. I don't think they're going to, like, all of a sudden come back, the Vols, that is, and be this, like, special season. Uh, like, I think South Carolina's got a real chance to beat them this weekend. I really do. And I like the sure. Georgia matchup in late November. So the Vols are in for another disappointing season, I believe. Even if they do manage to beat South Carolina, which I, I, if, if I was a betting man, and I certainly yeah, am. They probably will. Yeah. I, and the reason being, I think that's going to be an emotional game for the Vols. I'm, I mean, they're probably still suffering from some embarrassment mm. uh, from what happened to them last year in Columbia. So I, I would think they'd be ready to play and, and will win that game. But even knowing that, they still have A and M and Bama on their schedule before the dog. So yep. Tennessee could have three conference losses before that showdown in I've November. Been, I said this all summer. If you're a dog fan and you want to go to Knoxville November eighteenth, which will be a good time, I genuinely believe, don't buy tickets yet. Let them have a couple of losses and that price is going to drop. I mean, they're expensive right now, but I, I would like to go, but I'm not going to buy it until the week of. It'll be like less than yeah. 100 bucks. Those Vols fans are going to lose interest by then, especially knowing that Georgia's going to run in there and roll them up, a, roll them up into a fat joint and smoke it, Walker. That's what I see happening. <laughs> like Willie Nelson, roll me up and smoke me when I die. Let's do a quick fact check. <laughs> You're darn right. But anyway, um, enough about the teams we hate and the, and the weirdness of the college football world. Let's, we got a lot more to get to that's not Georgia before we let you go. But how about them oh, yeah. dogs, baby? Number one, four and oh, do you see another three P? Just go ahead and make plans for Houston, right? Nothing's gone any, well, any, anything wrong at all. Nothing has gone awry uh, <laughs> that I can see so far. Uh, no, I would be it's, lying to you if I said I am confident. Uh, at this point, that Georgia is going to be a playoff team and a national championship team. Um, but let's keep in mind, Logan, that we said that last year around this time. I mean, how are you feeling about that team after the Kent State and Missouri game exactly. last year? Exactly, man. There were, there were some moments where Georgia did not look like they were going to back it up with a repeat last year. And, and yeah, exactly. I would like to go back and find highlights of our show post-Missouri last year. And we're probably thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen You know, when Tennessee comes to town or when we go to Jacksonville? This is going to be a, a long stretch here. And Georgia just got better and better and better throughout the season. So I don't want to sound like an Alabama fan. Touchdown, Georgia. But we really, truly are dealing with an injury list like we've never seen before. Ron Corson said so much. And, again, we've won every game. That's great. Maybe it is a good thing we didn't play like a Florida State or a, a Clemson early on in the season. Well, not Clemson. They stink. 
Uh, you get my point. Yeah. What if we had played Texas week one or two? I'm not sure that would have gone very well. So everything is sort of like falling into place right now. And there are some frustrations when it comes to maybe Carson not seeing his open receivers and the defense being a little bit softer than we've seen the last couple of years. But, Walker, I said something a couple years ago, man. I said, just give me one. Let me have a natty in this era, in my lifetime even, and I will be a much more relaxed version of myself. And then the dogs went off, and what did they do, Walker? They gave me another one. Two national championships. I'm, I'm at peace, okay? I'm, I'm, do I stress in the game? You're darn right I stress during the game. I, I absolutely do. But when it comes to the mindset around this Georgia football team, I'm enjoying watching the growth. I'm not hitting a panic button if you put one right in front of me, man. I'm good. No, I also have not uh, even taken the panic button out of the closet yet. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's no, no reason to even look at it yet. No, sir. Uh, I think you hit on it, and, and first of all, I'll say – you know, just because I'm not certain that this is a playoff or national championship team this year, uh, I'm not certain that they're not. Uh, I feel like this team, as other Kirby Smart coached teams have, will get better week to week to week. And I, I am confident that by probably by the time the old Misses rolls into Athens in November, uh, they will probably be clicking at a pretty high level. So I, I think, and with the college football landscape the way it is right now i mean who knows who the best team in the country is uh i still believe it could Walker. be it's washington well, a lot of people talk about washington we can get to them later but uh, i still think georgia right now you have to put at, at number one i mean i know the first half of that carolina game was kind of a clunker and you just want to throw it away um but you hit on it all of the injuries uh longest list of injuries that Kirby Smart said he's seen since he's been here. I mean, that's significant. He's been here a while. And you're not talking about people that are buried on the depth chart that are hurt. I mean, you're talking about Kendall Milton. You're talking about Lad McConkey. You're talking about people that should be making a difference on that offense right now uh, and on the defense of Michael Williams. And, uh, you know, George has got to get people healthy. And um, I, I'm not a – anti-Mike Bobo guy. You won't hear me say anything negative about Coach Bobo. I think the offense has sputtered at times, but they're dealing with a lot of new pieces and a new quarterback, and and Carson's getting better week to week. Um, The the thing that more concerns me is your defense giving up 21 points at home against UAB. That's not a good sign, Logan. No, and and I will point out again, playing the Alabama card, because they're very good at it. Javon Bullard, Michael Williams not out there. Those are two All-Americans. Like Those really are. Um, I, I, they yeah. change everything when they're out there. But that being said, to your point, Kirby did call a timeout with a minute and a half left, and they marched the ball 70-something yards uh, down the field right before the half. We're not used to seeing that in Athens, let alone against UAB, who I mm-hmm. give respect to their quarterback. You realize their quarterback was the Baylor quarterback when we played him in the Sugar Bowl. He was the backup that came in after we knocked the other guy out of the game. So he'd been dogged before. Yeah, I didn't so, know that until they uh, mentioned that in the broadcast. You yeah. were probably at the stadium. Yeah, they showed some highlights of that uh, Sugar mm-hmm. Bowl against Baylor. Yeah, he was, he was I, good. Which never happened. He was, yeah. ac- he was actually a decent little quarterback. But here's the yeah. thing, man, and back to the South Carolina game, let me ask you that. What were your thoughts when you were down for – we were down 14-3 to at the half, and on top of that, it just looked like our offense had no clue what they were doing. Did you, did you start to make some texts to people thinking that this is kind of it? Because I, di- I did against Missouri last year, but I was oddly calm this time around. How did you handle that, that deficit? I, I handled it a little differently. Um, 
And, and you know how I am when things start to go wrong. Have you seen the new Fansville commercial where yes. uh, they're talking about, like, oh, the season's over, and, yeah, man. and they're throwing all the chips and dips around the room, and he mm. was like, hey, that was the first play, guys. Don't waste the um, dip. <laughs> that can be me. I do overreact during games. So, yeah, at halftime, I think I was standing uh, about where I'm standing right now on the back porch uh, yelling at my friend Rick on the phone about how uh, – you know, this season might just not happen. Um, it, might, it was one of those like, hey, it was great, but I don't see it continuing. And, of course, Georgia comes out in the second half, and they do what Kirby Smart teams do, mm-hmm. and they take over the game, and they made Spencer Rattler look bad in the fourth quarter. And that's what Georgia defenses do. And And Kirby had that really eloquent, beautiful uh, halftime speech that was nice. uh, about – Oh, about moments, you know, it reminded me of Al Pacino and any given Sunday. It was uh, much better than uh, Ryan Day's um, post-game speech where he mm. talked about wanting to beat the hell out of Lou Holtz or something. It's, it's and an 80-something-year-old like man. I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, Kirby, when he, when he hit that locker room, it was kind of wild, man. That- I want you to eat! I want you to eat! All I want to do is eat! That's what I was expecting to see. Were you not? Like, I mean, like, when you thought about that yeah. halftime speech, I thought that was going to go down. Then SEC Inside showed us that he knows how to motivate a team the right way at the right time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a fiery speech like that would have done the trick when you're trailing like that. I think I think talking yeah. about the moments and talking about, you know, taking care of business the way he did. I mean, I can't recite it, but the way he addressed the team against South Carolina was kind of perfect. And it went viral for good reason, man. That was kind of awesome to see. It, it was. It, it, you know, and we're used to the uh, – using the bleep button a lot mm. when you hear a Kirby Smart uh, pregame or, or halftime speech. And uh, this was just a, a little different, but he knows how to motivate his team, and he knows that this team is not the, the same as the 2022 or 2021 team. So this group may need a different kind of motivation, and uh, we're lucky that he's the kind of leader uh, that can gauge that, and, and he told them exactly what they needed to hear. Um, Dan Lanning, uh, you can tell, has been to the Kirby Smart School of Motivational oh, yeah. Speaking. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he also had a tremendous pregame speech uh, uh, before the game against Colorado. So, uh, you know, it's not about speeches and what you say necessarily. It's just knowing how to motivate people, and Nick Saban's cool. always been really good at that, and, and Kirby's very, very good at it, and, and that second half went about as well uh, as it could have. And don't leave out Kareen. Kareen really, really knows how to motivate her players. This was when her team was trailing, or uh, they thought they were going to give it away against Tennessee, then she came in with this gym. We want to encourage all of our kids to participate in sports and activities because we know that it builds character. And then the Gators went on to win the game, Walker. Tear-jerking moment. It, it built character. It did. It absolutely built the character. Uh, speak, you- speaking of Dion, by the way, <laughs> yeah. I, I think about the second string podcast a lot because we don't do it regularly anymore. First time since the summer we've done this, but I think about how we would have talked about Dion early in the season. And can you imagine this soundboard that we play with every single day, Walker? If we had had these two gyms, uh, if it- do you believe? You don't believe. Do you believe? You don't believe. Walker, do you believe? I, I don't believe. You don't um, believe. <laughs> no. Do Sorry, you believe? 
No. <laughs> you don't believe. I, I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I've, I've already worn him out. But, yeah, Dion's a, a, a trip, dude. I, I don't know how to, like, digest Dion Sanders. Other well, than I, I, I do admire what he's done. I, th- I think you have to give it credit where, hey, that guy has taken a dismal program, and he's turned it into something that's a little bit more fun, three wins already. However, the way that he's just conducted himself about me, 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 me all the time, and it's more about him than the players and the kind of feistiness he has with you know the other other teams and media alike. I was so into the humble pie that Dan Lanning served him last weekend. But that being said, I don't like dislike Dion. It's kind of hard to put into words, isn't it? Well, I, I'm glad we get to talk about this because I've been uh, talking to a lot of people about Coach Prime so far this season. Do because, you believe? Uh, uh, yeah, people were believing, mm-hmm. and, and here's the here's the great thing about it is folks that maybe aren't even all that into college football normally, or or maybe they're more NFL people. Uh, they were watching on Saturdays to see what Coach Prime's team would do, and uh, I'll tell you, I I did believe after that TCU game that you don't believe that game. You, you didn't. I think they were twenty point underdog in that game. You didn't yeah. think they were going to win. I think it was. And, and, not only do they win, but uh, his son looks like a Heisman candidate, a quarterback. Uh, you got this great story with Travis Hunter playing both ways. And all of a sudden, uh, this team captivated the nation. And I would have liked to have seen Coach Prime uh, be able to keep that game against Oregon competitive because I wanted the story to continue, the fairy tale, the magic. Uh, but five minutes into that game you can mm. tell they were outmatched uh not only on both lines of scrimmage but just in, in all the skill positions um I, I mean that poor quarterback uh what's his name Shador Sanders Shador Sanders uh, and I'm with you he has looked good way better than I thought he oh, would yeah. but you know he was running for his life in that Oregon game it was hard to watch I mean I was just ho- hoping that the kid would not get hurt uh, at some point um, but, you know, you love all the things Dion's saying. You know, when he comes out of halftime at the TCU game and says, hey, you know, he's got the Heisman already chilling at the crib. And, um, <laughs> you know, even asking the reporters after the game, oh, do you believe now? And, uh, do you believe? Answer, somebody said, hey, who's, who's the best coach in the country, in your opinion? And he said, get me a mirror. Um, you coach know, Irvin Myers. Well, no, we know it's not. Kareem, so, uh, so this I one. Love I love that kind of stuff. I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great, uh, you know, for, uh, as Dan Lanning would say, for clicks. And, uh, you know, Oregon just had a better team. And, and Dan Lanning hit all the right notes when he started into that speech saying, hey, they're out here for clicks. They're, they're wanting to play this game for Hollywood. They've got rappers on the sideline. We don't have any of that. We're just here to win football games. You got Bo Nix, baby. You got Bo Nix behind the the center, man. They're all good. No, Oregon's a good story, too, by the way. I think they're really, really good. Uh, I think they're going to have something to say. That Pac-12, all of a sudden, the summer in which we make fun of that conference more than we ever have, all of a sudden they look really, really good all over the place. I mean, they're a good story. Uh, I think Utah's actually pretty good out there. I think Washington State and uh, uh, Oregon State are better than we thought. I mean, Washington might well be the best team in the country right now. Southern Cal's got, got Caleb Williams, and, and they may be something very special. I don't know, but the Pac-12 is all of a sudden fun to watch, Walker. It is. I've, I've really enjoyed the Pac-12 after dark. You're getting it tonight, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good matchup as we record on on Friday when that's you right. have uh, Utah and Oregon State tonight. Can't wait. No, it's 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 fun. All of a sudden, you got Coach Prime and they're just like throwing gasoline on the fire too, man. So, but again, I, I agree with everything you said. I like the refreshingness of somebody not being by the book, not being afraid to throw something out there, not being afraid to be cocky, and that's that's how Coach Prime yeah. has branded himself and made millions and millions of dollars over his life is by being cocky and being honest. But at the same time, I do have that like need to watch people like that get humbled every once in a while. I think of mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield in the Rose Bowl. I think of, you know, Scam Newton when he was in the Super Bowl just kind of quitting up, up there with the Panthers. Like I like when people like that also are reminded that things are not always perfect for them, that other people do win against them as well. So that said, I was a huge Ducks fan, man, but uh, I, I do hope Coach Prime continues to be Coach Prime, even if the season doesn't go the way that they were, were hoping. So it, it's just fun. He can't be anybody else. He's going to be right. himself, and I love that about him. And, and you know, they probably will get dismantled by Southern Cal this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, they'll probably lose three or four more games before the season is over. You know, if they finished 7-5, and five, I think that would be a really great year mm-hmm. for Coach Prime in Colorado. And, and hey, all of these uh, kids that are playing high school football right now around the country – uh, they're seeing all this too, and they're saying, "Hey, I, I might want to be a part of that thing that's going on out there with Deion Sanders." And I, I think he will be able to recruit. And I would be not at all shocked if, you know, two three seasons from now, you and I were talking about Colorado as potentially a playoff team, especially with the twelve Man. team. Yeah, playoff. that's a good point. Very good point. Well, Walker, I got some breaking news for you. Things that I think you already know, but here you go. Got the War Tiger Eagle Plainsman. This is a, a team we don't care for very much, Walker. I have a T-shirt that says "I don't care for Auburn," and that's about as accurate and to the point as you can possibly get. Auburn sucks. Auburn sucks. But it feels weird. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like dwelling on it. But it's the first time the game's ever been played in September. Uh, it's going to be a road game. First time the dogs have hit the road. Carson Beck going to be in that environment. Walker, they're calling for an orange out. Have you seen this? Yeah, orange is my least Ooh. favorite color in the world. Um, Let's do a quick fact check. Nothing about orange really uh, intimidates me, so I'm not concerned about the orange out. Mm. Uh, what I'm concerned about as far as Auburn goes is – uh, their lack of a quarterback and their lack of ability to score points. They're not good at it. <laughs> Just point blank, they are not good at scoring points on a football field. And conversely, I think Georgia's defense, despite what you did see at times against UAB, I'm not going to let that alter my mindset. This is a damn good defense the Georgia Bulldogs have, especially, like we said, with Bullard and Michael Williams coming back. I, I just don't see let, – let me ask you this is fair. Does let's just climb up a little bit, see see where we get. Does seven points win the game for the Bulldogs this weekend? I actually um, feel like George is going to score a little more. Well, I'm, uh, I'm talking like if it, I'm, in other words, if Auburn scores this many, can Georgia still win? Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So like, it, yeah. it, would seven win for the Bulldogs, or do they need to score more than that? No, no, I, I think I, uh, I I feel you like. If Georgia puts up any points, you feel like they might be able to win the game with uh, as unproductive as the uh, Tiger Eagle yeah. men have been. The, the number um, in my head has been 13. I, I And 17 may be more like it, but I kind of feel like if Georgia scores two touchdowns, that legit yeah. might be too much for this Auburn offense to come back from. 
I think you're absolutely right. I think it might be. Uh, but again, I feel for some reason like maybe this is the weekend. And I know we all maybe thought this a little bit before the Carolina game, but I feel like maybe this is it for me. This might be the Saturday where the Georgia offense really picks up the pace. Sure. I, I mean, I could see them scoring 30-plus on the Plains uh, pretty easily. Yeah. And uh, like I said, just I think 17 is the number that makes me feel extremely confident. Uh, yeah. here, here's some numbers for you just to back up what we're talking about. So that Auburn game against uh, A&M this last weekend, Texas A&M. I know they went to Cal. They got a good win out there, whatever. But I think the biggest matchup that compares to what they're going to get against Georgia, and I get that they were on the road and they're going to be home in front of a big, raucous environment. I'll give them a couple points. Give them a touchdown even. Say that they get one extra touchdown because of them being yeah. at home and the environment. 200 yards of total offense, Walker, and that is with 17, count them, 17 missed tackles by the Texas A&M defense. Do you know who doesn't miss tackles, Walker? The Georgia damn Bulldogs. Uh, anyone, anyone coached by Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart. Exactly. So that, that let that sink in. 200 yards of offense. The only touchdown they did score was a defensive scoop and score. Uh, they rushed. They only threw for like 70 yards, so they have to rely on running the rock because they cannot throw it. I think Georgia, if it sells out, just go look at the Auburn game last year. Georgia made sure that Tank Bigsby was not going to run the ball down their throat. As a result, Robbie Ashford had to scramble all over the place. They suck at throwing the ball. They had to throw it out of bounds like 1,700 times, and then we beat the brakes off of them in the long 60-minute game of football. I can just see a wash, rinse, repeat of that tomorrow. And Tank Bigsby's not walking through that tunnel for for the Auburn Tigers. That's right. Neither is Bo Jackson. No, he's not. Well, actually, he's going to be there. They're honoring the 1983 team tomorrow. How about that? So you, know, you might Bo see Bo. And there he is. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with you. And one of the benefits of uh, being unemployed and being able to <laughs> kind of sit around oh, on I'm Saturdays jealous. Uh, <laughs> and watch, uh, and, you know, and not going to the games because I haven't been uh, to Athens yet. But, uh, you know, it's given me the ability to watch a lot of games. And uh, I did watch a, a pretty good amount of that game they played against Cal a few weeks ago out in Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, Pac-12 after dark. And uh, I tell you, even, even second, third, early third quarter of that game, I was saying, I'm not worried about this all the team. Because uh, they did not look good, uh, offensively or defensively. They didn't really look like they had anything mm-hmm. going. And I, I didn't seem very much of the A&M game last week because my uh, mother-in-law was forcing me to watch Clemson. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Walker, wait, hold on, hold on. Who, who, get a second TV. It's time that you reach Booker status, man. <laughs> that back porch you described to us uh, put a second TV out there. The dink life. It is um, amazing. But I can, I can tell you from the stats that I saw after the game and what I read after the game that uh, Auburn didn't have a whole lot going on there either. So that's their two biggest games of the year so far, they haven't been able to muster a whole lot of anything. So I don't expect they're – yeah, they do. And I don't expect they're going to show up just because it's an orange out. Oh, the orange out. It's going to be an electric atmosphere from the start. They want to beat the number one Georgia Bulldogs. They've got visions of rushing the field and having their magic little moment of rolling Tumor's corner. The little sorority of the SEC wants to have a party, but we're not going to let them have a party straight up. I promise you that. 
Uh, all their little mascots, all their little pictures they take, and all those the vendettas they have about not getting into Georgia and having to settle out there, then having that, well, if you don't want me, I don't want you mentality. They mm-hmm. want to have a party so, so bad, and they're going to act like it until we give them no reason to party, which I think is going to be sometime mid-second quarter. It's going to be very, very evident that that game is over with more than half a football game to go. That, that's the way I see tomorrow going, Walker, and I'm sticking to it, man. I hope you're right, Logan. I, I usually uh, trust what you say about these kinds of things. Um, even before I talked to you today, I was feeling pretty confident. I think Georgia is a 14-point favorite, and uh, maybe for the first time this year, I, I feel like Georgia might cover that number. There you go. Um, I, I feel like uh, I feel like the dogs are going to click this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, I don't have to uh, come back next week and eat humble pie like Coach Prime. Wait, wait, wait! Next week? Are we doing this oh, next well, week? I, no, well, you know, I was, well, you know. I was thinking you might invite me to come it, on again. At least between now and the Christmas special, we may we may throw another and <laughs> throw another second string in somewhere. We're probably going to have a cocktail party next month. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I would definitely love that. I know uh, Kareen always looks forward to that gala. Uh, it's one of the great Thank you, Mr. social Speaker. events of the year. She mm-hmm. she goes all out for it, man. That is that is what she does. And was flawless in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, fourth quarter of that gala, man. It gets crazy, doesn't it? It really does. No, I'm, I'm feeling good. Look, I, I'm I'm enjoying the the football season right now. I'm not naive. I will admit. I think we've kind of both alluded to this that there's a chance that this Georgia football team may not be as good or dominant as the last two. You're missing a big Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. You're missing a Darnell Washington on the other side, and you don't have a a Kenny McIntosh right now out there playing. But that being said. I genuinely believe that as we get into the season, but when we get down to Jacksonville, when we head up to Knoxville, when we host, you said it earlier, Mississippi or Ole Miss, I'm sorry, here in Athens in November, I think you're going to see a pretty darn good version of these Georgia Bulldogs, especially if the health bug uh, swings in our direction. So I'm not giving up on anything. I'm loving every yeah. minute being number one. I think we can win a third consecutive uh, BCS, BCS National Championship Bowl Game Championship. So I'm looking forward to it, Walker. I'm fine. I, I absolutely feel the same way. Uh, every week, hopefully, this team will get healthier and this team will get better mm-hmm. and uh, stars will emerge on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, they, these are guys playing on this defense that, that you and I know because we follow all this stuff super closely. But, you know, these aren't necessarily household names right now. I mean, you said it uh, Jordan Davis and, and Jalen Carter. The Kobe Dean aren't around anymore, and uh, uh, we're going to see some some new stars, some some future first round draft picks emerge over the next two months. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it, and I'm looking forward to winning NCAA BS BCS championship bowl game championship coming up on January was the eighth or ninth, whatever that thing is in Houston. Yeah. Man, I'm all for well, that life. I'm glad you brought up the uh, BCS BS national championship mm-hmm. bowl game championship because. Uh, there's, am I wrong? There, there are a lot of teams this year that you feel like could win that thing. I mean, in years past, we have been limited to only a few options. You, you knew it was either going to be Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, Mm-mm-mm. or somebody else, or, or Georgia in the last couple of years. Uh, this year, I mean, you, you talked about the Pac-12 earlier. There's five, six teams in that conference that could end up in the college football playoff. But, you know, you're also looking at Texas and you're looking at Florida State and saying, oh, well, these, these guys haven't been around in a little while. They could be 
contenders this year. Uh, obviously, Ohio State and Michigan are still there. They dropped Texas uh, in there, not, baby. Bama's not totally gone yet. No, they not seem at all. To right the ship against the old misses last week. So uh, I'm excited that, you know, we may get to that last week of the season this year and have some drama. Uh, well, who's going to get in? You know, back in the early days of the playoff, you would always look forward to watching that show because you didn't really know who was going to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, last few years, you've, you've pretty much known. <laughs> I, I think this is going to be fun uh, for the rest of the season. Here's a uh, absolute total chaos theory, if you would. Just so bear with me on this. Okay, so as it sits right now, how much fun would it be? I'm going to read off the top five, and you tell me what I'm, what I'm alluding to here. Uh, number one, the University of Georgia. Tell me the conference they're in, Walker. Georgia. This, uh, that would be the Southeastern Good Conference. Good job, Walker. You're one for one. Hold on a second. Here we go. All right, Michigan. Mm. Michigan, uh, although there are about 28 <laughs> teams in that conference. All over the place. Uh, they are... They are in the Big Ten. All right, there we go. Two for two. Uh, number three is Texas, Walker. What conference is Texas in? The Texas Longhorns. The network. Uh, current, currently reside yep. in the Big 12. Currently although, in the Big 12. Soon to be Southeastern Conference. All right, two more to go. You're three for three. Ohio State, Walker. The Ohio State University is in the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, at least that's what they're coaching. Oh, no, the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, Florida State, I'll just wrap this up. Florida State, A- ACC. In fact, I actually was wrong about something. I forgot that Southern Cal dropped so much. I, I was used to them being number five, but instead they're, uh, they're, they've fallen a little bit. <laughs> Here's what I'm getting at, though. Every single Power Five conference is represented at the top of the AP rankings right now. Washington is actually number seven ahead of Southern Cal. There is a chaos theory that we can have here, Walker, where the top, like, six teams – one from each conference goes undefeated, and we could have five undefeated conference champions with four playoff spots. How much fun would that be to sit down and watch that selection show? would be incredible. I mean, obviously Georgia has a shot to go undefeated. I don't see anybody on Georgia's schedule that I'm like, oh, well, they're definitely not going to beat those guys. Uh, they've got a chance. Uh, Texas certainly has a chance. They've already – cleared one big hurdle in beating Alabama, and if they take care of Oklahoma, I think next week, uh, they would have a, a pretty clear path mm-hmm. to undefeated Florida State. Florida State's already played their two biggest games. Uh, they've got a path to undefeated. Uh, if you're going to come out of the Pac-12, you, you might have to be undefeated at this point. So, I mean, next year is going to be complete chaos when you really don't know who's in what conference. And you got 12 teams trying to get in, and you're going to have teams like Marshall and Appalachian State trying to get in, and like, it's going to be a mess. You're going to have you're going to have teams showing up to the wrong city because they thought they were playing in a championship game there. They're like, Nah, man, you're you're in Indianapolis. You're supposed to be in Atlanta right now. Like, oh crap, man, we got to head on down south. You got three hours to get there. You're in the SEC now. <laughs> yeah, forget. Why are you here, man? This is ridiculous. I mean. Georgia's going to Austin, Texas next year. I mean, it's going to be wild. But uh, everything I think this is, is just not all equal. Hmm. No, it is. It's not, not equal anymore, Kareem. Um, real quick, it's it's up. it's September. Before we talk a little Braves, before we let you run here, give me who you think is the final four now. Uh, this could obviously be way way off, but what you've seen in the first four weeks, give me who you think is going to be in the college football playoff. Well, I was really on the Notre Dame bandwagon until. They lost to Ohio State. Not, I don't think they're out of it by any No. But, um, it's going to be tough that, to get back in, though. 
it'll be tough for them uh, as an independent to get back in. Um, I was really obviously cheering for them to beat Ohio State because of uh, the villain that uh, Coach Day has become to Georgia fans. Um, but uh, as looking at it right now, see, Washington is a mystery to me because – I don't know that they've played anybody of any real consequence yet, and that Washington might be one of the only teams in the country that I haven't actually seen play yet. Uh, I, I know Penix Jr. is a great quarterback, um, so I believe the hype. But I would say whoever comes out of the Pac-12 uh, should be in the playoff this year. Um, I would fair. also go Texas. Yeah, I would also go with Texas because uh, you know, Texas is back. Eh, I don't know, but. Again, they've already played the meat of their schedule, or, or that will soon be over after they play Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if Florida State's gonna gonna run the table. For some reason, I have a sneaky suspicion they'll drop somewhere along the way, mainly because I've seen their defense not know how to tackle and not know how to get off the field on third down. So I don't trust them. Uh, how about we go Georgia, mm. Texas, mm. Oregon? And Southern Cal. How about we put two Pac-12 teams in? Touchdown, Georgia. Eli, you broke his heart. You left him out, man. You, you just broke his heart. Uh, I echo a lot of things you said, I, I feel the same way. I think Georgia's going to get better and better. I think they are in the playoff, even as a number three or four seed. They may not be number one. Uh, there may other teams may pass them just based on resume, uh, but I think Georgia's in the playoff if they continue to grow. I'm still a believer in Michigan, Walker. I think Michigan's mm-hmm. going to get back up in there. I think they're better than Ohio yeah. State, and they're going to beat Ohio State and beat Penn State along the way as well. Um, I do think that Texas is going to keep on rolling in the Big Twelve. I see a very clear and obvious path. And I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on something. I've been thinking this for a couple of weeks now, and I saw even more evidence this past week. Oregon is a force, man. I think yep. Bo Nix as a fifth year player is actually pretty darn good. We make fun of him for his like inability to do anything against Georgia of substance, but he's a good quarterback. Oregon is good top to bottom. So I'm giving mm-hmm. you Georgia, Michigan, Texas, and Oregon when it's all said and done. I don't know what order, but there's my final four as of September 28th or 9th. Yeah, I guess I'm just hoping with Michigan and Ohio State that somehow they both lose Ooh, somewhere. You know, Penn you. State is still Penn State is still uh, a tricky mm. team up there in the Big Ten. They're they're ranked number six or seven. See, right I, now, I think so. Penn State will get Ohio State because I Ohio, I don't believe in McCord as a quarterback. He got really really lucky a couple of times against Notre Dame. Yeah. They'll call it skill. That was that was the birth of a legend. No, it was just a. Some very fortunate things that happened to him up in uh, Notre Dame. So, you know, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And this is that dream scenario where the Big Ten gets left out for me is is where, you know, maybe Penn State beats Ohio State, but then mm-hmm. they lose to Michigan. There you and, go. And, uh, you know, they, they all just beat each other and none of them get in. That's what I'm It would be nice. For. <laughs> it would be nice. All right, Walker. Uh, good football talk, man. I know you got you got you got to go do unemployed things. You got to go drink uh, beers on a Friday afternoon and stare at the mountains from your back porch because that's what you do these days. Uh, but before we run, man, are we in a semi-dangerous but also unbelievably fun window where if the Braves do anything but win the World Series, it's a disappointment, man? How damn good is this team right now, dude? It's crazy. I feel like we had a similar conversation before I yeah, left town. In back July. in like July, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it World Series a bust? Yeah, it is. Uh, and and I hate to be that guy, but this is maybe the best Braves team I've seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. 
old heads are going to disagree with me, maybe, but you know, I was around in the '90s, and, and trust me, I'm a, a, as big a fan of Chipper Jones and Andrew Jones as you're ever going to find. I uh, love the Crime Dog. I love the, all those teams in the '90s, but this one somehow is more special to me. Uh, I mean, I think you have the best player in baseball. Uh, who's out there doing forty seventy things? Uh, whoever even Unreal. thought that? Who who would have ever thought, you know, fifteen years ago that somebody would ever do that? Look, I, I know Shohei Otani is and will be the media darling for for the foreseeable future. There's going to be the big talking heads that say nobody in this sport is better than Shohei Otani. I would put Acuna up against Otani or anybody else in baseball today for the next five to seven, ten years. I mean, this dude is just, it's special. I think when our, when you and I are well off of this earth, they will still be talking about Ronald Acuna in legendary form, man. This guy is unreal. I mean, and, and for the uh, Chicago Cubs broadcast team uh, to complain about <laughs> the stoppage in the game the other night to acknowledge Ronnie's 40-70, uh, I, that, I don't often use the word shameful or disrespectful, but I think they owe Mr. Acuna a big apology. I mean, uh. who are you to say, hey, we can't stop this game for three minutes to acknowledge something that's never been done and probably will never again be done in baseball? And the truth uh, is, my, it, it was like less than 90 seconds. It wasn't even that long. And, and you want to take it a step further, we never should have been in extra innings if the umpires didn't gift the Cubs that that foul ball run early in the game. So yeah. so get off my lawn when it comes to that, man. It just goes to show that the Cubs and their fans and their broadcasters are, are, are not lovable losers. No. They're just losers. They're just losers. Um, listen, Boog Shambi, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I liked him fine when he was in Atlanta. I, I think he's a good play-by-play guy, but yeah, let the man have his moment. I mean, come on. I'm with you, man. Love me some Acuna. Can't wait to see how the playoffs shake out. As of the time of talking right now, we've clinched home field through the World Series. So our job in the regular season is done. As the weekend comes, I definitely hope to see some of the guys still playing. Uh, you got a week off after the, after this weekend. I would love to see us chase down like the world the home run record. We're like three shy of tying the Twins in 2019. We got the Nationals in town. We should definitely hit four home runs uh, this weekend if we choose to do so. But man, I can't wait for playoff baseball. And as fun as it is now, you know as well as I, in a couple weeks, it's not going to be fun anymore. We're going to stress every pitch. We're going to stay up late. We're going to cuss a lot. And uh, either you have the glory of winning by the skin of your teeth or you lose and you're miserable. So I uh, can't wait for October baseball, man. It's just it's, it's something we grew up on, and it needs to get here now. Well, I hope that Brian Snicker and his crew mm-hmm. learned something from last season. Uh, because when I look back at last season, I still feel like – the motivation was not there for some reason. And and what happened, if you remember, the Braves swept the lousy, stinking Mets at the end of the season to win the East and had to go play that stupid series uh, in Miami mm. after that with really nothing to play for. And then had to sit there for a week waiting for all of the wild card games to be played. And by the time the Braves got back on the field, by the way, it was like a Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock when they played that game one at Truist Park. Um, there was They didn't have the same fire that they had you know, 10 days earlier. 
Uh, and who would? And who wants to play a playoff game on a Tuesday afternoon when everybody's at work? So hopefully Major League Baseball get it right this year and give the Braves uh, some some night games or at least a late afternoon game Please. at home. Yes. Um, but Brian Snicker has to do the job of keeping this team motivated, keeping the foot on the gas, as people will say. And I think so far they've been able to do that. You can tell they were really into the series with the Cubs. Um, I don't know how into this series with Washington they're going to be. And then you've got that long layoff while the wild card games are being played. But I, I feel like they've learned from last year, and I feel like this team's going to show up ready to play yeah. against Philadelphia or Arizona or whoever. And remember, Acuna was not himself last year at all, man. He was struggling when it came to the playoff time. And Ozzie Albies was out with that broken finger. So just those two alone yeah. this year is enough to kind of put them way over the top of what they were. But you're right, man. Keep playing through the weekend. Enjoy the week off. But there's no need to, to get them rusty. So uh, go out there and play some baseball, break some records, get 106 wins if you sweep the Nationals. That'll tie a franchise record, and I'm all for that life, man. So so it's fun. Gotta, I'm having a good time. You got to wonder and you got to be a little concerned about you know who that third man is, mm-hmm. as, as they used to say back in uh, the old. Oh yeah, WCW I'm concerned. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, you, you expect that Max Fried's going to be back and ready to pitch, you know, in time for the playoffs. Uh, you know what Spencer Strider's got. Bryce Elder's been on the struggle bus lately. Mm-hmm. Well, Walker, I think we've covered all of our topics. Oh, one thing I did want to get to real quick, and you, you're the expert on this. I was oh. going to play a little Taylor Swift, but I don't want to oh, get yeah. I don't want to get sued by Taylor Swift. Um, mm-hmm. I, that that is actually an entity that I fear. I'm not going to lie. I don't try to cut any corners when it comes to playing her media on our podcast that being said give us everything the cheeseheads have been waiting for 53 minutes to finally hear what do you know about travis kelsey and taylor swift because my god that's all i'm seeing all over every sports show right now <laughs> we uh we really went from coach prime to uh T swift very quickly our, our attention oh man immediately um, yeah, well, she's a big deal. And, uh, you know, this from, uh, being around music radio and I did music radio for so long. Um, that, you know, Taylor Swift is on a level that not a lot of pop stars get to. Never. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, Michael Jackson level, um, you know, Whitney Houston level mm-hmm. of awesomeness and popularity. And, and so, and, and it just so happens that a big, big part of the, Taylor Swift lore has been that you know she's dated all these men or supposedly dated all these different men and then she she goes is, through them and then she writes songs about them. Is she? Um, let me say this: I'm not, I'm not comparing the exact style, but is she the modern day Madonna? Yeah, but in, in a different way. Sure. I mean, I, I see her as just a, a little more artsy. Like Taylor is actually pretty unique in that she writes most of her own songs. She plays a lot of instruments. I mean, she's actually quite gifted musically and, and lyrically and uh, you know a lot of pop stars just you know pump out songs that other people write for them and they don't you know they don't play in the band they're just out on the stage um, you know so I, I give her a lot of credit now uh, Travis Kelsey uh, some people some Swifties don't know this uh, but Travis Kelsey was actually quite a popular uh, person himself before your, your girl Haley hit me with that the other day, man, your former co-host. I walked in to say good morning to her, and she hit me with the, the camera, and she asked me that stupid question all the girls are asking the guys on TikTok right now is, 
Can you believe that Taylor put Travis on the map? I just had to walk out of the studio. I was gone. I was done with that. Yeah. I ain't got time for it, that, Walker. It's similar to when uh, about five years ago, Kanye West did mm-hmm. a, a collaboration with Paul McCartney, <laughs> and all of Kanye's fans were like, can you believe he's giving this guy, this unknown guy, Paul McCartney, a shot? Mm-mm. And Come on. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, I have nothing that I need to consume, Taylor and Travis, but the fact that it's yeah. everywhere. And I've said this for a while. I'm with you. I, I admire the heck out of Taylor Swift. I think the new, uh, the Eras Tour, whatever she's doing, I think that has spread so much joy and, and good vibes to so many people. And I think that she really knows mm-hmm. how to just, uh, Spread positivity, and, and it, I, I've seen nothing otherwise from her. I know there's some ex-boyfriends that may beg to differ because there's albums written about them, but you know what? They, oh, took, yeah. they took their chance. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. But, uh, but no, I, I like Taylor, and I hope it works out for him, man. Yeah, John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal mm. would uh, not agree with no. you that, uh, no, that they had a good experience. Uh, mm. you know, they, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, poor guy, got a 10-minute long song oh. written about him. I mean, yeah, My it, it, it's a rough life, but I Travis is going to shoot his shot. And, and I think from everything we know about the Kelseys and that family, and, you know, we've been able to learn a lot about them over the past few years. Uh, mm. They seem like good people to me. So I don't, I don't see why this relationship uh, can't work out for these crazy kids. You know, I, let them, let them be happy. And I'll tell you what, the, the last thing I care about is, is who Taylor's dating. I, I care more about uh, what kind of album she's going to put out hopefully soon. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Kareen echoes everything you said, Walker. Kareen echoes it. <laughs> All right, we got to run, man. This has been a lot of fun. But for old time's sake, before we said goodbye to the cheese, says Walker, why not we just fire it up very quickly? Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. We've had a playoff, two national championships. Percy Harvey. Tim Tebow, Go Gator, Urban Myers, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> that everything is just not all equal. The Florida Gators are again a championship team. Florida finished the 2008 season with a 13 and one record. Living in the past like that, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Kirby ain't forgot, man. He knows to chime in here when he thinks Kareen's out there running that mouth about the 2008 Florida Gators, man. Got that right. Some things have never changed. All right, I know you got to run. I got to run as well, man, here. We're out of time. But what have you watched? We got like three months worth of stuff we haven't heard you watching. Just give me one or two quick things, <laughs> oh, man. My gosh, I, I didn't come prepared with notes for anything. That's all good, man. I can, I can tell you, uh, I. I I'm still watching a show that I think you were watching at some point called Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we gave Selena up on Gomez it. Yeah. Steve Martin. Yeah, they're in season three, and I'm really enjoying it. I think this uh, this show is, is really funny right now. Um, I'm also watching, my wife and I started this thing called The Mayfair Witches, uh, which is an old Anne Rice book. You know, she did Interview with a Vampire and all that stuff. Um, and this show has been pretty uh good i want to say kind of like riveting it's kept my interest over i think six or seven episodes now and also uh, i don't remember the actress's name but she appeared in uh, white lotus um and uh she is uh, uh she might catch your attention she's quite fetching as they would say hmm. 
Well, Check Walker, out, uh, the Mayfair witches. I kind of got into a little bit of a summer funk, man. Like it, it's been too hot. Chipper, bless his heart, he's just a little bit too old to be going and exercising regularly. So I find well, myself stuck at home a lot. He's, I know, he's he's lived a good life though. Don't you forget about that. I go home every day, Walker, and I've been doing something for the last couple months that you're going to disapprove, and I'm I'm willing to take on the consequences. I've been watching the Waltons every single day, Walker. Logan, every you are a, single day I go home and watch at least one episode of the Waltons, and I take a nap. <laughs> it's wholesome. You. It's humble. It's good quality television when we need it the most, and John Boy is one fine American. Uh, you are a forty-year-old man that is trapped in the mind and body of a seventy-eight-year-old. Wait, man. the body of a seventy-eight-year-old man, Walker? I can still hike up mountains and stuff, man. What are you doing with your life, oh, Logan? I don't know. It's <laughs> hold on. What are you doing? I, I, I'm wasting it away. I'm not gonna like I said. It was a summer funk, okay? Now that the writer's strike is over, maybe maybe Survivor's going to get me back entertained or something. I don't know. Watch a little Hawaii Five O or something, man. But no, I've I've been watching the heck out of the Waltons, and it's been good for my soul. You got to get back into something. I know the writers have been on strike, and uh, you know there's not as much to pick from as there once was. But but they're coming back, man. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. we got to find you. We got to get you yeah, out of this. Spot. I feel you. Let me give you one more piece of advice. Is and you may or may not like this. It may be worth a shot. There's a thing on Netflix called One Piece. Have you seen anything okay. about One Piece? No, I have now, not. I am not an anime fan, like a Japanese anime cartoon at all. But this is a live version of apparently some popular anime about this like mythical world in which pirates kind of run everything, and it's like they're all searching for the same treasure called One Piece. And uh, they have little, certain people have different powers. Think Umbrella Academy on the water. Yeah. It, it's kind of cool. Okay. Like, it's actually well done. It's, it's put together nicely. Again, know nothing about it, but a couple episodes in, it has very much entertained me the first couple of episodes. And I think I'm going to stick with it. It's getting very, very good <laughs> reviews over on Netflix. So I'll, I'll, instead of the Waltons, I'll give you that, Walker. How about that? Okay. As long as we can get you away from, from John But Boy if you family. go to Season 3, Episode 2 of The Waltons, he goes to college for the first time. Great episode. That's a really good... He learns a lot about himself, Walker. John Boy, I'm telling you. What's next? Uh, old reruns of MASH? I might watch MASH. I don't know. Anyway, Walker, this has been fun, man. I know you got to run. i got to run, too, seriously. But, uh, but do, thanks but for getting the band back together for a day. Uh, you got it, man. Anytime, anytime. Thank Before you, Mr. I go, Speaker. Yes. I, I hate to put you on the spot. I don't know if you have this pulled up or not, but okay. I was going to ask before I go, could you hit me one time with uh, who the hell is Eddie Rosario? Who is Eddie Rosario and where the hell did he come from? Ah, uh, Garrett's a happy man right now. <laughs> I've been Garrett's, missing that one. <laughs> hey, we love our cheeseheads, seriously. We, we, we've, we're never going to throw the show away. We'll, we'll drop in from time to time like this, and certainly we're, we're shooting for a cocktail party episode. Uh, right. Would love to do that. Would love to obviously have a Christmas special. We want to get the uh, the good tunes cranked up for that one. But Walker, you're living the dream, man. Everybody in this world, every cheesehead dreams one day of their wife getting a promotion, moving to the mountains, and then you can quit your job. That is perfect. <laughs> so far, so good. And then uh, at some point, you run out of money, and you got to go find a new one. Mm, well, eventually you'll get there, but don't stress <laughs> it for a second, man. I miss nah, you, Walker. Nah, nah, I really nah. do. We're in good hands here. Don't you worry about us. But uh, uh, we'll do this. We'll do yeah. this again soon, man. I miss it. 
Yeah, miss all you guys and uh, appreciate you taking uh, an hour with me today. Yes, sir. We'll hit them with the Go Dogs, Walker, before you go. Go Dogs. Go Gator. No, go Dogs. Go Gator. Go Dogs. The win makes mm. Urban Myers the fifth active coach with multiple national titles. One, two, three, four, five. Then the Gators don't take no jive. Go Dogs. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.